People, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, I am good to, I'm, you know what, I'm just so happy to be back. I really am. You know what, as a matter of fact, the podcast that you actually heard yesterday, I'm actually doing it on Friday, directly following that podcast. Does that make any sense? So basically, I'm recording these podcasts, of course, beforehand, so I could get ahead and doing my YouTube videos and... Oh my god, there's just so much going on, man, but luckily I only got a couple classes tonight. Anyways, guys, I don't want to get off track, man. Remember what I just talked about? Actually, what I just talked about three minutes ago, but you guys are hearing this like 24 hours later. Pretty cool, huh? (laughs) Anyways, tolerance war and more war perpetuated. Napoleon Hill said in his book, he said, we too are setting up in the minds of our young a national idea. And this idea is being so effectively developed through the principle of social heredity that it has already become the dominating idea of the nation. And so this idea is desire is basically the desire for wealth. The first question we ask about a new acquaintance is not who are you, but what have you? And the next question we ask is, how can we get that which you have? Napoleon Hill wrote that in his book. How many times have you actually heard this? I'm talking about from the business titans to the sports moguls to those pseudo Hollywood stars like Kim Kardashian, all those other people. Not only do we compare our lives to these figures, but we also want what they have and what we don't have, which then perpetuates hate amongst everyone. Guys, I've already said this so many different times. I've talked to you guys about, you know, the ESPN forums and how disdainfully ugly they are and whatnot and how I actually got stalked by a guy, basically of a family of probably three, four or five. And he stalked me. He stalked me. Why? I have no idea why. But he stalked me for so long and it was so unsettling because I was like, you know what? This man doesn't like me because I retorted in an educational way in terms of racial hatred. Now, all these trolls and whatnot, basically this particular person would be on the boards talking about how bad black people are and how they're all prima donnas and how thugs shouldn't be making money. And so you get all these people on these ESPN boards who complain about these athletes that make so much money. Like, you got a bunch of grumpy old men complaining about other men and complaining about what they don't have. Is that bizarre? Think about that. It's like me going online. You you know what? This is what happened just probably a couple weeks. It was a couple years ago. Um... I posted a status in terms of uh, on my personal Facebook in terms of uh, Stephen Curry. If you guys don't know him, who cares? Uh, basketball player who just shoot, 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 three, 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 three. And it's funny because oh, this guy named Paul, who I later blocked, um, he basically tagged my brother in the post. He's like, well, your brother has uh, Cleveland winning the finals, which they ended up winning the finals, which is very funny. But then my brother said, you know what? You're just like, it, it, what, what did he say? He said, I see you haven't changed. And I'm like, after three years of not even having a conversation with this human being, he attacked me based off an opinion I had about someone who I do not care about and someone who I've never met before and someone who doesn't even know I exist on this planet. 
it's funny how people complain. I mean, if you look at this, the Super Bowl that's approaching and this and that, we're literally cheering on and putting in so – well, not me. But people are literally putting so much passion into things that they can't even control. Is that bizarre? Like, can you put that passion of you going, yeah, Giants, come on, yeah. Can you put that into your goals in life? Nope. No way. So, Napoleon Hill, he later went on to write, he said, The outstanding problem of the American people today is the spirit of unrest upon the part of the masses who find the struggle for existence becoming harder and harder because the most competent brains of the country are engaged in the highly competitive attempt to accumulate wealth and to control wealth-producing machinery of the nation. Then he went on to say, he says, so deeply seated has this mad desire for money become that we are perfectly willing for the other nations of the world to cut themselves to pieces in warfare so long as they do not interfere with our scramble of wealth. Nor is this the saddest part of the indictment. That we might not render against ourselves. For we are not only willing for other nations to engage in warfare. But there is considerable reason to believe that those of us who profit by the sale of war supplies actually encourages welfare among other nations. Boom. Let me give you guys a story. Now, this is all about tolerance. This is, uh, I know this is the circle of concern, circle of influence. Very well of that. Very well aware of that. Thank you very much. But I just want to break this down because this is very, very pivotal. Now, if you look at it this way. <sighs> now, if you look at Donald Trump, okay, he says, Ameri- uh, says America first. See, when you do that, you're... Literally Xing out 5.8 or something like that billion other people, give or take probably a couple hundred million. You're literally Xing everyone else out. How about not? How about world first? He said America first. It's kind of like when, you know, Puerto Rico, they had to fight for America in the Vietnam War and so many Puerto Ricans died and whatnot. And then next, you know, when Puerto Rico had all those tragedies happen with the hurricane just last year, and people are still without power today. America just shrugs their shoulders. But yet you want us, of course, us Puerto Ricans to be part of America. And so this is the problem with saying me first, America first. And he's not even talking about all of America. He's talking about certain parts of America. And we know what those parts are. But just saying when you say me first or us first, what about everyone else? Shows that you're selfish as hell, doesn't it? So I recall... What happened when I was uh, in Vietnam, actually had a friend, and I was like, hey, we should go visit the Remnants War Museum. I have no idea why I even thought about doing that. And so I went into the War Museum, and I remember standing outside. We got some tickets and whatnot, and me and my friend, uh, we were taking pictures of the Chinook and all this artillery and stuff like that. And there was this massive artillery. And you can see it in some of the videos on YouTube. And I took a picture by the side of it. And I took a picture of it. And then I went up to the plaque and I read it and it said in quote, this machine has caused mass destruction and caused mass casualty during the Vietnam War. I took a step back and I and I looked at it and I said, wow, this machine. God damn it. Hold up. Oh, yeah. Goddamn gnats. Anyway, sorry. Uh, it said this. Ma- I meant I was on a serious note, too. Anyways, it said this machine right here killed a lot of people. And I looked at it in disgust. I said, 
look what's happening in American society right now. But let's stay let's stay let's stay uh stay on to Vietnam. So I went inside the War Remnants Museum, and I walked up the stairs into the fifth floor. Man, I just felt like crying. From the Agent Orange, and seeing how many people suffered from cancer because the United States government or whatever you want to call it, they put together these biological weapons to destroy all the crops, and it actually left birth defects on decades of people. And I saw one of those people live. I was sitting outside a coffee shop with one of my friends, still talk to her today, um, and this lady came up to me. She was hobbling. She had one leg. She had no eyes, and she was trying to sell me something, and I knew that. And I asked my friend, I was like, how did she get like that? She's like, the war? And it went back to, of course, that Asian orange and all that yellow disgusting stuff that the American army put in. They said, yeah, that's war. War is ugly. But just saying you got to learn from it, right? But the thing is, America's still perpetuating it today. The war supplies, kind of like the, you know, basically Ambassador Stevens back in 2013. You know, he had leaks to a lot of terrorism. And, you know, it was crazy because I remember one of my colleagues, uh, Colleen, I think that was her name. She came out. She's like, did you see what they did to Ambassador Stevens? They went into the embassy. They brought him out on the street and they raped him and they murdered him and this and that. And I said, well, I can't control that. I'm sorry. Uh, but then I actually did, I actually asked Kenny, my other guy, he's like, dude, you know, he's responsible for a lot of war weapons and a lot of war that has been happening out there. I don't know if it was in Libya. Was that, did that happen in Libya, Gaddafi, all that stuff? Yeah, it happened right around the same time. I don't know if that was in Libya or another country, but he was in the embassy and they pulled him out and they raped him and murdered him. Why did they do that? What was the intent? You always got to ask yourself that question. Hey, I don't know anything about this, but thing is a lot of war is being funded right now it's kind of like you know right now if i when i was looking at the agent orange the bazookas and all this stuff and seeing how many people died and the 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 genocide that actually happened just made me really sit down and think man how much the billions upon billions america spends in war every year could be used in you know, in terms of peace talks and saying, hey, you know what? We want to bring some workers in from this country and that country. We want to have all these small towns that have just 99% of Anglo and 99% of African-American or whatnot. We're going to have students from all over the world come here and study with you guys. Oh, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Human unity. But we don't. It's kind of like Thailand just recently. They bought submarines and the boy, the public outcry, they were just outraged about everything and because do you know how many slums i wouldn't say how many but you know there are a lot of slums still here in thailand but why buy submarines when you haven't even been to war in the last 200 years and then with that money you could have built houses for a lot of these slum people these people who live along the river see what i mean we are so focused on war and killing it's shocking isn't it how to abolish war when I was reading this, I was like, God damn, this is so much truth. This man, Napoleon Hill, wrote this a hundred years ago, and he speaks nothing but the truth. Oh. And so there it was. I was like, wow. I said, well, what can happen? What what can we do to begin to develop a plan to abolish war? Well, that's going to be in my next podcast. And this was a very, very compelling two podcasts. I do apologize that the next one probably won't come out till next Saturday and whatnot. Because Gary V is going to be Monday morning. And I have a cryptocurrency podcast with my man Steve coming up on Tuesday, hopefully. Depending on how the day goes. So, 
with that being said guys i do hope that you guys enjoy uh your weekend or and you guys are enjoying your weekend if you guys have any questions please let me know i know i spoke the truth and nothing but the truth so until then people have a wonderful morning afternoon and evening as always this is your host arsenio over and out